okay, 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 okay. I sat down with the intentions of doing a post about a completely different trailer. Um, I'm probably going to do it right after this one, so you'll probably see two episodes pop up. Uh, I just feel like I have to sit down and kind of gather my thoughts about something that was just released today. I just caught it because I'm finishing up work for the day and I go on YouTube and I'm just like going through the, the feed and seeing things that are popping up. And they just released, <clears throat> I want to say a couple hours ago, mid- midday, they probably released this. It's a small trailer, a small little teaser from the same uh, Schneider Cut film, but it's strictly focused on Batman. It's titled The Batman Teaser. Now, it's not for a separate movie. It's for the Justice League. It's less than a minute long. It's like, I don't know, 45 seconds long or something. But in this small clip, it has so much to break down. And it in just this one-minute clip, it just shows you so much of the differences in what they changed when Zack Schneider left the original cut. So, I'm gonna, I broke this down into five things I wanted to talk about. I'm going to try to get through them as fast as I can, but I really do want to talk about this because I have to get my thoughts out. So, as you're listening, all it is is kind of a wide shot of Batman as it pans out, and there's a bunch of different voices in the background. So the first thing we're going to talk about is some of those voices. Uh, you hear a lot of Alfred, you hear a lot of Superman, you hear Wonder Woman, you even hear Lex Luthor, played by Jesse Eisenberg. But what you also hear for maybe three seconds is you hear the official voice of Darkseid. You hear Darkseid's voice, and it's being portrayed by Ray Porter. I'm not sure what he's from, if he's done anything else. All I know is that when we finally got the announcement that there was actually supposed to be a Darkseid in the film, it just shows you how much they made him take out that, or even Josh Whedon himself took out on his own, you know, well-being. Whatever it may be, this is already, like, film. He already had a lot of these things done, and it's so good. He sounds so good as Darkseid. And you hear that, and you go, oh, yeah. Like, you want... You, I can't wait to actually see the portrayal of Darkseid in a live-action sense, because what they're finally doing is allowing all that stuff to finally come out, and it's been sitting there for so long... And even uh, Ray Porter, whoever knows him from other things he might have been in, uh, I didn't really look into any of that before I started this. I literally just watched the trailer and sat down. Whoever knows him from other things knows that he probably kept this a secret for so long. It was a huge secret that nobody knew. Nobody knew Darkseid was supposed to be in the Justice League. And now here he is. He was casted the entire time. And he sounds good. And uh, somebody else that you hear during that time frame is you hear, I forget the actor's name, the general who played um, uh, the army general from Man of Steel when Superman goes to give himself up and they lock him up and he's like, I don't know if you're with Zod or against Zod. That that dude, you hear his voice. There's a lot of rumors floating around. And again, this the, if you've seen the trailer, um, you're going to know what I'm talking about. If you follow the stories, you're going to know what I'm talking about. If you don't, I would suggest stop listening to this right now. There's going to be a huge spoiler. And again, I'm not sure if this is true. This is just internet floating around. Could be real, could be not. Don't know why else they would use his voice over everybody else's. But that general was actually the setup for the Martian Manhunter. Now that goes back... I don't know if I mentioned this in my in my first uh, entry about the Schneider Cut, but that goes back to when they were promoting the Justice League, period. 
one of the first posters we got is seeing Jason Momoa as Aquaman for the first time. And it's a huge poster with just him standing there and it says, Unite the Seven. That means this entire time there was supposed to be a seventh member of the Justice League. And something happened in production, maybe something happened with the um, the budget. They could, they, There was no seventh that was ever involved. I always thought from the portrayal in one of the first trailers, at the very end of that trailer, I forget which one it is, maybe trailer three or four, um, there's a scene where Alfred's working on a car. And somebody shows up, and he turns around, he goes, he was expecting you. And there's a glare in the glasses that Alfred wears. To me, it was a kind of greenish glare. I saw green, I thought Green Lantern. Because they already set up Green Lantern in um, the film as well, during the whole, uh, like, talking about Steppenwolf and that huge battle. They set up Green Lantern, they show that... Green Lantern was fighting with the Amazonians. He dies and the ring flies off. Don't know if that was an original Schneider thing. Don't know if that was a Josh Whedon thing. All I know is they've already kind of said that, okay, he does exist in that universe. If Schneider tends to keep that, or if that was a Schneider thing, I don't know. But I always thought the seventh was going to be Green Lantern. If it is Green Lantern, I'll be super excited. If it is Martian Manhunter, I'll be even more excited. If it's both of them, give it to me. Give me all of it. I want it all. You know what else I want? I want... Black Suit Superman, which they finally gave you a full, like, motion shot of Superman in the black suit. And just seeing that, and just seeing some of the darker tones on Batman's suit, a lot of the darker tones in um, everybody's kind of armor, it just goes to show you that they really... Like, Josh Whedon was really trying to make this too bright. And I know it's supposed to be, like, a fun movie regardless, but just watching this 45-second clip, this 50-second clip... It shows you so many differences in what we were expecting. And that was the biggest issue with with the Justice League we got because the Schneider Cut was meant to be set up from two previous movies. The tone of Man of Steel and the tone of Batman vs. Superman are very similar. The Justice League we got makes no sense. And that's one of the reasons why it fails. There's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of character developmental issues, there's a lot of continuity issues, there's just so many things that they just, like, either allowed him to do it, or they just said, you know, this is what you have to do, and Josh Whedon was following along, whatever the case may be, they totally ruined it, and now, HBO Max is finally giving him the opportunity to give him free range of this, and we're starting to see that, even the incorporation of the Joker, which if you follow along, another one of the voices at the very end of every voice is the Joker's laugh. And I know that might be not something that people aren't really excited about because Jared Leto's Joker did catch a lot of heat for Suicide Squad. But I'm going to tell you one thing. I believe that it's true that a lot of what Jared Leto was talking about when Suicide Squad came out finally, and he was like, where's all that footage I gave you? We're seeing that that's a thing. Like, it's not unrealistic because even Cyborg, uh, Ray Fisher, the actor who plays Cyborg, said the exact same thing. And Zack Schneider has said it. He filmed so much for Cyborg that they used none of it. And apparently there's so much out there they could have made just a Cyborg movie off of that stuff. So we're probably going to be getting a lot more Cyborg stuff. And I hope we get a lot more of Jared Leto's Joker as well. Not just because I like it over any of the other Jokers. Just because that... It's the Joker for that universe, and I want them to show what that Joker was capable of in the universe they set up for these films, including the connection to the Suicide Squad. If there really is all this footage, I would love that to get put together into this Joker movie to actually show 
what Jared Leto was capable of. We saw very little of him, and whether or not you liked it or you disliked it, it's still set in the same universe, and there has to be some kind of continuity to that. One of the best um, things that they do right now for the DC Universe, continuity-wise, is the animated films. And I should really do an episode about that, because I've been watching a lot of those lately, and they do the animated films so well. If you haven't sat down with any of them, take a chance and sit down with them. They are so good, because they don't... WB or whoever's behind it, they don't have as many people over their shoulders making sure they're following a certain, like, rules. It's just, like, these get released, like, DVD and streaming released. They don't go into theaters or anything. They're anywhere from 90 minutes to uh, even less than that. Like, the, most of them aren't even that long if they're, if they're an hour. But the thing is that they are able to portray these stories because they don't have so much... Uh, restrictions. So those are really good films. You should definitely go and watch that. And the last thing I want to mention about the teaser is that when they show Batman on whatever he's standing on, as it pans out, you get a small glimpse before it cuts. I don't know how what else to call it. I know there's probably a name for it. I'm just going to call it the Bat Tank. Now what that is, whether or not you know it, and again, I'm going to bring up the animated films because these films are fantastic. After The Dark Knight Rises, maybe a year or two later, they released something called The Dark Knight Returns. It was a two-part animated series that showed Bruce Wayne as Batman, but he's in, like, his 60s or something. Like, he's super old, he's retired as Batman for a long time, it shows that a lot of the villains aren't really around anymore, they're in, like, um, they're getting, you know, psychological help and whatnot, and Joker's, like, in a coma, and it's such a crazy story. It's, it's a very, very good film. Both of those films are great. Uh, the actor who plays um, Robocop, I forget his name, he's the voice of the Batman in that film. And it's just very well done. It's super, super well done. And you should definitely give it a chance if you haven't yet. In that film, in the first part, he fights uh, these this gang called the Mutants. Well, when he goes to fight them for the first time, and throughout the film, you see him use this new version of the Batmobile, which is just this giant tank <laughs> that shoots, like, pellet gun-type missiles that, like, just is meant to, like, stop and not kill anybody, but he's just, he's old and he's, like... Not as caring. He's kind of really brutal, which is another reason why these films are so good. But you see that tank. You see this entire new realm of what they were trying to build with this Batman or what Zack Snyder was trying to build for this Batman in that universe. And this tank has so many connections. It's in a very similar episode of the original animated series as well, which is kind of a copied episode of the storyline that they use for The Dark Knight Returns, the first part. But it's a big deal, because anybody who has followed, like, Batman lore or watched any of these films, they know that they've seen this, and they know that it's a very frequent thing in a lot of the, um, uh, like, Batman storylines, and it's, it's real, it's in this little teaser, and it's a real machine. It's a real thing that we're going to see and we're going to see it in live action. It's not going to be an animated thing how we've always seen it before. It's going to be a live action bat tank. Out of all the things in that trailer, I'm most excited for that because it looks so good. <laughs> oh man, there's just so much to unpack in not only the the trailer they released a couple of weeks ago, but also this less than a minute long teaser and Again, I hope I didn't spoil too much for you. I hope you just kind of took this stuff to heart and kind of thought, you know, 
this is some cool stuff to think about when it really comes to the idea of what we got and why it sucked to what we're going to get and how much better it's going to be. This thing come th- th- this releases in a couple of weeks. It's four hours long. I don't know if it's episodic. I don't know if it's a full four hours. Whatever it is, I'm totally blocking out a day <laughs> to watch this because I I was one of the first maybe thousand people when the petition started floating, floating around online. Once I heard about it and I saw it, I'm like, I'll put my name on that. When people were signing petitions for the Schneider Cut, I was one of the first thousand people that was like, yes, I want that. Because we knew that something was fucked up. We knew that it could be better than what we got. And they denied it for years. Denied it for years. And the fact that it finally exists just shows you that they're not 100% honest with a lot of the stuff they do. And I hope the success of this teaches them a lesson. And I think it will. I don't know. Could be wrong, but I think it will.